electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC, Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber with Jim Cramer. We are live from Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Carl is on assignment. Let's give you a look at futures as we get set to begin trading a half hour from now. Uh, I always defer to Jim when I look at that because I don't know what it means. Like, yeah, whatever. It's early. Yeah, it's early. It's early. But let's get to our roadmap this morning because it does start with uh, we're kind of on deal watch this morning, but not the kind you typically think of. Here it's about Chevron warning that its $53 billion Hess deal could be at some risk. And then we've got the FTC and nine states. They're suing to block, of course, that Kroger Albertsons deal, which Kroger wants to buy Albertsons. We're going to give you a look at retail and macro as well. Both Macy's and Lowe's shares are falling ahead of the open. Weak guidance, perhaps. And uh, some, not really here, but there's always some who call it an AI tech bubble. Yes. Jamie Dimon says not so fast. I guess as we kind of agree with him, we'll talk about that. Well, if you don't call it a bubble and it explodes, then you look like an idiot. If you call it a bubble and it doesn't explode, you still look smart. So it's an asymmetric level of reasoning. You started the day so cynically. No, I'm starting to make it so that we protect our butt. Just kidding. The idea that it's a bubble... And then the idea that the Wall Street Journal has a piece saying that everyone's sucking up the Jensen Womp for the, I mean, bubble, but we have really serious people like Jamie Dimon who directly go so to Jensen and say, yeah, I need no, this, this is- because this is how you detect fraud. Maybe we have a new paradigm. Maybe every single chip that we have uh, is an inferior chip. Yeah. And, you know, maybe everything's conventional bombs and then Oppenheimer comes along and we just don't think about that. But we still need conventional bombs because of the way the world is. Uh, we're going to talk a lot more about that. You but bet we but are. I do want to start on, on something else that we have obviously discussed in the past, but that was uh, something uh, unexpected later in the day yesterday. And it's that yeah. at least the possibility, slight though it may be, uh, that uh, Chevron's uh, acquisition of Hess is. You know, in some, let's call it jeopardy, as a result of something we were not made aware of until the proxy and the 10K were filed yesterday from Chevron. Does that bother you? In which they, does that what? Does that bother you? No. It, okay. it, 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 it bother me? No, it doesn't bother me. It was a surprise, though, yes. for those who obviously follow well, these deals. We're talking I'm course, sorry, I didn't mean it, about one of the biggest deals we've seen in quite some time. We're talking $53 billion. All stock, you may recall. Not a huge premium if, as well for Hess at the time from Chevron, but nonetheless followed right on uh, right after uh, Exxon's deal to acquire Pioneer. What is uh, a question here is the, a right of first refusal that was part of the joint operating agreement when Exxon and Shell began their development of what has become an, a prized property, namely that offshore um, uh, oil reserves of Guyana. Maybe one place of the that, largest. Interestingly enough, you've been to. I've spent time. I've actually been there, got there on a helicopter, went to the uh, to to uh, to the platforms. Uh, there I am. Um, so I, I kind of interesting for me to actually know this as I do and having spent time with so many of the operators. Exxon operates it, by the way, right. but Hess, it's 
the most important asset at Hess. And Jim, but Hess has good relationships with the president of Guyana, which does matter. Correct? It matters. And, and uh, I, you know, to boil this down, it would seem you, you come back to the language that we don't know and that we haven't seen and we won't see because it's confidential of this right of first refusal. But simply put, um, Exxon seems to believe or believes that a change in control of Hess represents a change in control in Guyana because Guyana, that 30% represents so much of the company's overall value. And Chevron, what I'm hearing, and I assume you're hearing the same is, and again, we can't see the language, but I'm, I'm told there is simply no way that's true. The language is not in any way indicative of a change of control. It has being that. Um, it doesn't say that. And they've made that clear. But the two sides continue to talk somehow about right. something having to do with but this. Is it possible, David, that, that Exxon wants something in order to go away, that this is a negotiating posture? Because if they block it, they don't get anything. That's, that's exactly right. If, if, in fact, this were to go to arbitration in and Paris? an arbitrator were to rule in Exxon's favor and say, yes, we agree with this language that, in fact, it is a change in control, then Chevron would walk away. And so it's not as though Exxon, to your point, Jim, would be in a position to buy what it doesn't already, the 30 percent of, of Guyana. Uh, that's what we'll call it. It's the Starbrook uh, sure. uh, oh, this. Uh, uh, project. But um, so it would just go away. So but why? This- what, so I will put it to you. What, what then... The talks that are apparently taking place and the concern that is raised in the market, you can see Hess shares are trading down. What do they want? What is Exxon actually conceivably going to get out of this? You know, and if you step back, David, we've got, we're going to be talking about the FTC soon. Yes. But to me, it feels like, oh, okay. So Exxon and Chevron, they're in a room. They control the oil market. They'll do what they want. I mean, isn't this exactly what the FTC was really started to stop, that there's all this kind of old boys club. Now, I don't know about that, no, but I, I'm I saying that, that this is not what you want. You don't want right. this kind. And David. You're taking a look but, there at, uh, it, at the water lapping up on the walls around Guyana. Looks like, it looks like the, like, Amagansett. Yeah, it's not. The water no, is a lot incredibly of muddy of as a result of the Amazon, which dumps out into oh, it. Okay, so and it's, it's not, brown. Uh, it is not. It's not uh, Sagaponic? No, it is not nice. Okay. Okay, so David, was. David, now, you have spent a lot of time with the CEO of Exxon. Yes. Until this, I thought he seemed like a reasonable man. Well, Darren Woods is a reasonable man. I think, listen, a few things here. They, their lawyers at Exxon, who are still in the building, many of them, wrote this right of first refusal in 2008 when they put this, the joint operating agreement together with Shell at the time. It's right. It's since changed hands. Um I mean, they obviously know what they intended, but, you know, Jim, again, I, I'm left, unfortunately, here not knowing what these talks that Chevron right. and right. Exxon both refer to are about. They talk about conversations. They say they will, conti- they will continue. Um, from Exxon's perspective, they want to make sure, of course, that you set up, if you don't want to set a precedent here for their other joint operating agreements they have around the world. Um, but if, in fact, Chevron, just to be clear as well, completes, as it says it will, right. and it's not worried, the acquisition of Hess, they, the, the ROFR as it's currently constructed will remain. In other words, if yeah. Chevron then wanted to sell its stake in the Guyanese project, uh, so to speak, um, 
that would still have, Exxon would still have the opportunity to step up. But they have to increase tax basis or any number of other things around it. But, but let's, let's step back because you've been covering this beat for a long time. Tell people how highly unusual it is that to have this kind of deal where Chevron's worked it out nine ways to Sunday. It looks like it's not going to be a problem. Chevron and Exxon have had joint ventures before. They talk and suddenly out of nowhere, Darren Woods yeah, just is says, adversarial after years of not being And uh, No, it's, it is unusual. It's un, it, you know, it was a condition that we were not aware of. And when you look, it sort of it was something that was referred to. Um, but it was not, it was a closing condition. Other, it was an other condition set forth on section 8.1B slash two of the parent disclosure schedules, I believe, but we didn't know. Now I, we do. I, I'm Sadly, just, I'm we don't know enough. We haven't actually ha- looked at the language. If you no, could, I'm shocked If we this, had I mean, the language of this, then we could have any number of different people opine on exactly what it says, but we'd have a much better sense as to whether Exxon has any real leverage here in a significant right. way. And again, what it is exactly they may want, given it's not in any way clear that we're going to end up with being able to no. buy more of of, uh, of Guyana, um, remains unclear right. as now, well. Now, we but, also have the, the blockage of the, yes. by the FTC and states of the Kroger oh. deal, but this was one I first thought, well, maybe Chevron hadn't done its homework, and then I go no. do the work, and Chevron had completely yeah, they were, they were Chevron was well aware of this. Yeah. Uh, throughout, and again, their contention, from what I understand, and I'm sure you do as well, is the language is in no way right. uh, indicative of what Exxon seems to believe, which is a change in control of Hess represents a change in control it, of Diana. It's, it's Let's incredible. talk a bit about the other deal yesterday that got held up. Neither one of us surprised, perhaps. No. Kroger, of course, been trying to buy Albertsons. Uh, they have crafted a divestiture plan that has not met, at least, with uh, the approval, so to speak, of the FTC. We've talked about this, Jim, any number of times. Both of us have anticipated the FTC right. would sue, I think it's fair to say. But then the question is, what, what now? Does, you know, does Kroger have a shot here of winning in no, court? No, I don't think do so. Think? I think that you get to page uh, 20 and 21 of the brief. It's very well written. The this complaint. The complaint by the FTC. FTC. Is very well written. And it talks about... Uh, when the last time Albertsons did this, selling 168 supermarkets to resolve the competition uh, concerns when they did Safeway, and the stores were sold to multiple buyers, largely to Hagen, and the divestiture to Hagen and other buyers did not preserve competition, Albertsons promised. Within a year, Hagen filed for bankruptcy. Most of the divested stores were closed. Now, David, CNS, which is Piggly Wiggly, wants these. Now, unlike Hagen, which didn't have enough money, was not a shrewd operator. Piggly Wiggly has money here. They do. There's, uh, CNS has financial backing from a number of important players, right. including SoftBank. SoftBank. Up, and, and so there is an expectation that they have the financial wherewithal, at least, to compete. But that's not something that rises no, to a level the FTC that, believes. That John, you know, that Jonathan Cantor Justice feels that this kind of deal, but both Khan and, and this was what was saying. I explained this to Rodney McMullen that I, I was surprised, the CEO of Kroger. Look, the one thing that... that Canner and Khan have in common, FTC and justices, they feel that these deals fail when you sell, when you carve off, hive out, and, and say, listen, we've now taken care of overlap. They have, like, said point blank, Jim, well, I don't speak to Khan, uh, but Jim, this kind of deal doesn't fly. Yeah. And this is something that we're going to block no matter what. I think that, the, that a judge might say, you know what, they've been pretty uh, rigorous about this. And, and the law says that that 
You can't have something that fails. It's got to be. Look, this is not. How big a, a, a setback is this for Rodney McMullen, who, you know, that, at Kroger, uh, they continue to say their long track record is of reducing prices. They've spent $5 billion, or they've invested $5 billion or lower prices in the last 20 years or so. Uh, you know, they continue to, to talk about this. If, in right. fact, as many of us anticipated at the time it was announced, that it, in fact, does go by the wayside because the judge agrees with the FTC, right. how big a setback is it for McMullen? Well, I, I have to tell you, it's a big setback because... The world has changed. He's going up against Walmart and Costco. They're bigger. They're more powerful. They, he, by the way, his outfit's union. And he does say, listen, union jobs are preserved. And that's to be able to get Biden on his side. Neither here nor there. But if you're going up against Costco and Walmart these days, you better have scale. And believe it or not, Kroger actually needs more scale. But they're not going to be able to get scale. No, they can't. So, so they're boxed in. Yes, they are. They're boxed in. And you want a competitive Kroger. Now, I think people would be saying, Jim. So you're saying, you're saying both sides, by the way, Jim. You're, well, on no, one side, you're saying you I, understand I, why I'm it would be blocked. one side has been very, very, very rigorous about their view. But Rodney is telling me, that Kroger's telling me, listen, they don't understand that, that Costco and Walmart are the, are the enemy, not like the local guys. And he's right. Um, he's right. Costco and Walmart could wipe out anyone. And that's what the FTC should be worried about. Not Hagen's safe way, but at the same time, I understand. They said, listen, we don't like these deals. But I think the world has changed, David. When you look at Costco and, and, and Walmart and Amazon, that's the big three. There's no room for Kroger in that world. Uh, well, another reason why we are focused on this right. deal. It's not, a, no not unimportant. The new world right. It's happening very fast. Yeah, we had a little deal chat there top of our show. I liked it. It's because this is kind of American capitalism at its heart. It is interesting. It really is. Uh, All right. We're going to talk more about uh, Jamie Dimon's message regarding AI. Of course, uh, Jim gave that brief mention at the top. Let's give you another look at futures as well. We start trading here 16 minutes from now, but we have a lot more squawk on the streets right ahead. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. This is not hype. It's real. And so people are deploying it, you know, at different speeds. Uh, but it will handle a tremendous amount of stuff. We're all going to get better, faster, smarter. Bad guys are going to use it, so we have to build the systems to counter the bad guys. You know, it's being used to combat cyber right now. It's being, obviously, it's being used everywhere. So it's not hype. It's a, you, this will be for the rest of your life. Jamie Dimon with yeah. our Leslie Picker yesterday at the J.P. Morgan High Yield and Leverage Finance Conference. That was in Miami. A lot of conferences in Miami. That was his take on AI, of course. Right. Um, right. You know, uh, uh, love to know what it means for jobs when you hear Jamie saying things like that. 
but not a surprise, right? No. It, look, the Jensen on the Jensen on the CEO made it a, a very big point in Nvidia. All the verticals that can be changed because of this uh, healthcare vertical change with a lot of uh, younger companies uh, and none of the older companies. And what what he's saying is, okay, you have to look at everything and figure out what would it matter if it ran much faster. And what would it matter if it burned less? And almost everyone would conclude, well, it's better. But then you look at the price tag, and it's very expensive because there's not enough. There's very few for versus how many are needed of the H100. Have the H200 soon, and I think that therefore there's uh, there are long knives out for Jensen, like the Wall Street Journal article, which I really didn't like. Why didn't you like the journal article? Well, Your because, friend, the article today you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, well, because I look, I don't know Jensen well. I know him to have dinner with him, and I know yeah, him to, well, you know him better to, than many well, of us. I know him to admire him greatly, and to mention that he now like has a lit, you know, someone drives him. And he talks with these big guys. I mean, what are you going to do if, if Mark Zuckerberg is your biggest customer? What are you going to just like say, "Listen, Mark, I'm sorry, I don't talk to you." That's not. He does it because he's a cordial man and a kind man. And I, I feel that it made it sound like that he's a changed man. You know what is interesting, and the journal does talk about it a bit, and others do as well, uh, is the idea that his customers are also trying to compete with him. Right. It's very much unclear whether they're going to be successful in that effort, uh, whether they can accrue the talent they need, not to mention how you sort of make up for the huge lead that they have. It's not like NVIDIA is stopping its innovation. No, it, I, But I'm Amazon so and Meta, I mean, they're all trying I'm, to design, so they're all designing their own chips, so right? I'm brought that up because, again, it, these articles make it seem like that, that everyone's chafing. Uh, Jensen has never said, don't develop your own. Jensen says, look, uh, my biggest competitor is Lisa Sue at AMD, and I really respect how great she is. And, and by the way, Lisa Sue will say, I respect how great Jensen is, and they're ahead of us because of the software. The actual hardware, they're, they're roughly even. But uh, Jensen has said to me over and over, look, that's, if they want to develop them, that's great. We want to try to make as many as we can of ours. We're concerned about our business. We're not concerned about right. their business. And that, that's actually what, when you and I speak to businesses, they typically, the CEO, you'll say, other than AEP, which I've been working on all morning and is very disturbing to me, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, they typically say, look, that's, if, if Amazon, which is a great client, wants to do something to make it so that they bring stuff in-house, that's fine. It's, it's their business. By no means, this is why I didn't like the tone of the articles. Does no means does he say, you know what, if you develop that, we'll cut you off. You're finished. It is so not Godfather with the guy. And again, if you go watch this crucial interview with Jensen and Frank Slubin, who I have on tomorrow night from Snowflake, it's kind of the opposite. Like Snowflake said, why don't you charge less for these? And, and, and Jensen, I don't know, I mean, I spent 20 years when, developing What interview thing. are you talking about? It's the interview that Snowflake had a, one of its, a conference. I see. Is that available and, online? Yes. Okay. And it was a critical moment because Frank Slootman is a very tough guy. Yes. But he's saying, listen, why don't you rent this stuff before you buy it to his customers? You can right. come on and be discreet. And, and Jensen's not disagreeing with that either, but that would be the reason why I know there's no bubble. Because you can try it. 
And if it works, then you can go long term with somebody with Amazon. But the people who are trying it are all liking it. Yeah. So that's why, how do I call it a bubble if Snowflake's customers are enthusiastic and then therefore they go long term with any it. number of other reasons why it's in no, no way in my mind. It's sort the of, most important story out there. Right. Today. Equal to what we saw with the advent of but the internet in the mid the to late Jensen's 90s. Change me. I mean, oh my God, that's painful. I mean, I think he has to work hard to not be changed. Yeah. All right. Get ready for your mad dash, please. Are great athletes and coaches changed by when they win? It's hard. Uh, yeah, but they still, the real ones are just huge competitors. They're relentless. Exactly. So it's just like, I okay. want to win next year, and that's I want to win next year. Think Mahomes is like, oh, I'm is. done now? Thank you. Thank you. That's what he is. All right. More squats. Great, great way to put it. Right after this. You seek the key, but first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range, and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. All right, there you can take a look at uh, the S&P gainers. Of course, it's you know, extended hours, too. As Jim always tells you, be careful. Um, Java traders and the like. Norwegian Cruise, though, and Carnival, both beating the pack. We got a lot more for you, Red. All right, welcome back. Uh, man, you've just been working furiously during well, the break. You want to do yeah, a mad dash um, on Macy's, yeah, right? Okay, so uh, Tony Spring just took over. Uh, Who Jeff just took Hall. over? Uh, Tony Springs from Bloomingdale's okay. Jeff. Jeff it, good friend with Jeff Kinnett. It's a very good, smooth transition. And I really like what he had to say today, which is that, let's first of all, the numbers were fine. And they were not promotional, which means that they had very little inventory. Okay. And I like that. But what Tony's doing is something that a lot of people have been hoping would eventually happen. Given, given the fact that he is from Bloomingdale's, and Bloomingdale's numbers are, traditionally are better, same for sales numbers are better, uh, he's going to be closing uh, up to 100, 150 Macy's. Uh, now, Macy's had many, look, there's, there's 500. Jeff Connect closed 100. Right. They're underperforming. So there's 500 going now to maybe 350? 350. Yeah. And he's going to accelerate the growth of Bloomingdale's. Bloomingdale's has, you know, they, they've got a number of 85 stores. So at a certain point, you can see that uh, among Macy's, Bloomies, and then Blue Mercury, which he's also going to uh, be big on, and that's high end of, uh, of uh, That would change for me. It would make it so it's a more upscale company. And people like that. Now, uh, they're going to get out of some malls that are underperforming, of which there are still a lot of Macy's that are underperforming. And I think it's. Look, you know what? Just hold the thought. Let me, let, me do the, sure. let me do this. That oh, was Borg Warner and Team Penske celebrating the upcoming IndyCar season, doing the honors here. Okay. That was 2023 Indy winner, uh, Joseph Newgarden who uh, did the honors. There's okay. the NASDAQ, female-founded independent music company, Res- Reservoir Media, and the hip-hop group, De La Soul. Some uh, notables there. IndyCar winner, hip-hop 
well-known yeah, hip-hop a group. A lot of, um, All right. not a lot of... Finish your thoughts on Macy's, which again, well, the headlines are uh, a relatively new CEO, as you point out, yes, new. had, had yeah. been on the Bloomingdale side of things, and, uh, has come love, in, right. and now talking about another 150 Macy's store closures. So what you're going to be doing is you're changing the, the mosaic to where it's a little more related to, to Bloomingdale's. Presumably the 150 are not as good as stores as the other 350 that are left. And you're right, you have a billion dollars in cash, 1.3 billion in cash flow, and you end up with a story that should not be this low. It's very exciting. Uh, and Jeff put it on this. I do not want to just say like Tony did this, but Jeff can't. It's can, very exciting. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. And All right. I like women's very much. By the uh, way, stop turning around a bit Again, right Lowe's now. Lowe's was down big. People are hold not on, understanding. Hold on, let's, I'm let's, sorry. Let's just, let's just slow sorry. down for a second. We're going to move to Lowe's, so let's talk about it. Um, I'm getting the numbers out here. What what did you like? What didn't you like about okay. the quarter? Well, again, um, if you've been following what Home Depot said, then you would know that Lowe's was actually quite good. They have a do-it-yourself problem. Everybody knows the do-it-yourself problem has a lot to do, by the way, with the weather being really bad. Uh, Marvin Ellison, I think, once again, has delivered a, a very good quarter. Uh, the propensity of, of retail it, it, uh, is to sell down when they initially report and then rally. Uh, all you have to do is look at the panning that Home Depot had when it reported, and now the stock is up nicely. So don't give up the ship lows. Marvin Ellison is doing a terrific job. And as far as I'm concerned, the consumer is robust, but they may not be doing as much at their home by the admission of Marvin Ellison, because the but the weather, but also David, we don't have a lot of of homes changing hands. No, we don't. And that's when you go to Lowe's is when a, a home changes hands. Mm-hmm. And so that has been the big negative. I think that a lot of people are uh, worried that the price of homes keep going up, but that's a supply issue. And you know, I don't want by any means say that the home builders are in a room holding back holding back development so that they can make a lot of money. It's actually the opposite. If you listen to Doug Yearly, the unbelievably good CEO at Toll, they're giving her all she's got. They're making as many well, homes as they new, can. Well, new homes as a percent of overall are far higher. But they're not back to where they were when we new were New home sales, though, is a percent, right, of yeah. overall. I think I have the numbers somewhere. Well, but I we've just, discussed this many times. If you have a low-rate mortgage... You're very, you're unlikely to want to move. Right, Even if you want to move, you perhaps are not going to. So yeah, right. Um, and that's home, why home sales market historically has been ninety percent existing, ten percent right. new. It's now seventy percent existing and thirty percent new, again because right. of the market. In my view, if you're talking to a lot of the home builders, is is that if you wanted to drive the price of homes up, all you do is have to make mortgage money even more expensive. In the most inflationary thing that could happen at this very moment is for the Fed to raise rates. Right. And that's a little counterintuitive, but there's no glut developing because there's so, so much if and when rates fall, is Lowe's a buy as a result of Absolutely. that on Home Depot? And that's why I think that a lot of people are jumping the gun and presuming that rates will fall. Uh, I think that that's a tough call, but I do know that that's the prevailing wisdom. And a lot of times I think people at home are, yeah. are, are confused between what's happening now and why people are doing whatever they're doing. 
But there is just a perception overall that there's no doubt about the fact that rates are going to fall. So therefore, let's buy Lowe's now. Lowe's, I, by the way, $133 billion market value. Our viewers company. know I like to tell people how large these no, companies that's good. are. I mean, when I looked at MasterCard the other day, I couldn't believe it was like, it's $400 billion. Yeah, I mean, some of the size of these companies, and Lowe's is obviously one of the largest retailers uh, as a result but of I that. I want to Wait, I wanted to ask sure, you about sorry. something, because we don't talk about it as often, which is capital return for a company like that. So $133 billion, they returned $8.9 billion in capital, two yeah. and a Half billion worth of dividends. They also bought back $6.3 billion worth of stock. Fabulous. Most recently, spending another $404 million uh, to buy 1.9 million shares during the reported quarter here. Right. Well, Marvin Ellison is very unsung. And I think one of the reasons why he's unsung is he's probably one of the, this is CEO of, of Lowe's, one of the least promotional people in the world. And uh, he lets the stores do the talking. I know in the do-it-yourself era, his stores, I'll send him a lot of pictures of his stores because I've, you know, it'll be my yeah. 36 years at Gardner. And he's intensely interested in how the stores look because if the stores look good, then he takes share from Home Depot because Home Depot is known for the professionals. Now, along comes Builders First Sorks, David, which just carves out the professionals. And then you've got a very serious competitor. You love that Builders First Sorks, I do. Sorks, I think you? that they're an amazing company. They're not in New York to speak of, so it's, that's why you don't see them. Um, yeah. But they're also wholesaler. Uh, they, they, they're, they, that's where the home builders buy their stuff. Okay? If you're a home builder, you don't go to Lowe's. But yeah. you know, when you think of Lowe's, you'd be thinking about Trex, right. Azex, hammers, nails, paint. And some of those are doing very, very well. Lumber is up and down. Uh, but overall, these are companies where Christmas is in another month. And that's why it's very dangerous to sell them. Right, because move, their Christmas is April, May, June. Let's move on to a few other uh, movers this morning, particularly around earnings. Zoom, okay, a so name I, we've I, discussed many times, Zoom obviously. Nothing quite approaching anything what it once was. No, as when a I know the 2% pandemic versus darling. 17 by work day. But Zoom shares are up 9%. Big also, do you have the... Uh, I'm Kelly. You have Kelly, the CEO on tonight? Who's the yeah. CFO. Who's CFO, sorry. Now, okay. one of the problems with, with Zoom is, is if you have a Microsoft, this morning there was a refresh. And you, you had to basically, your system was working slowly unless you refreshed. And when you refreshed, it just drove you right to Teams. And it, it, it's almost impossible to get out of the Teams orb. David, sometimes I think of this is kind of like a lawsuit that we've seen before. In 1999, what that Microsoft is is—it's uh, very hard to get out of Teams if you had right. But they're not. No one's suing on that. There is a lawsuit in Europe about Slack, but I find that Teams is very hard to, to get rid of. It comes up. It comes up. It constantly. won't let you. Yeah, just no, it won't. I'm going to ask Kelly about that now. Kelly's a diplomat, and the company's really intensely interested in what they're doing, which is they need to develop more apps. They uh, need to develop yes, more AI and. When you look at Zoom, one of the things that you can have Zoom is that you'll, let's say you work at Goldman Sachs, yes. and I work at Goldman Sachs, I'm trying to teach you, and we do a call, and in it, they can very quickly tell you whether you're doing the right thing, mm -hmm. you know, the call's filmed, and that, that's a good app. But it, it needs more apps, but it also needs more long-term contracts. It's an important company, it generates a lot of cash, but it's got a DocuSign feel. That doesn't sound so good. No, and anything that has a hangover of COVID, the sooner we get over it, the better. This still has a COVID hangover, but it's a very good company because people like the product. But the product's been commoditized. 
as you know, when someone says the CEO says, listen, I want to see you, I set up a WebEx call. I said, well, right. I, I said, well, Apple's winning on Teams. You know, I mean, there's right. just Although, too much I mean, it has become, it's like a verb, let's Zoom, but it doesn't mean you're going to use Zoom. Exactly. Yeah. And Teams is so easy to use because it just won't stop. Now, All right, so that's interesting. You don't sound that particularly positive on the well, future I, for this company, even though the stock better, sucks. Super I want to have growth. You don't buy a stock for a buyback. They do have a lot of cash. You buy the stock because of vision. And I want them to see, I want their vision traced out tonight. That's what I'm hoping for. But Kelly's a straight shooter. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk with her. Free cash flow. Now, in full Free cash flow was $1.471 billion. That's very big. Now, I know, for the year. Someone's that was going to say my, my, my stepson worked for them. Yes, uh, we know that. Chinese but he's no scholar. longer there. No, but if I don't say that, someone will say, well, why didn't you mention that? Yeah, but that's that? a long time ago that he worked well, for them. I, I don't really want to talk. I mean, look, I, I'm not disclosing it because I like my pride All right. Well, I think at some point you don't have to disclose it anymore. All right, yeah, there should be like a... In fact, you know what I'm saying right now? This is the last time you need to disclose it. You're done. All right, I'm done with that. Now, how about Chevron down three, as people obviously believe that this thing's going to drag out? You know, I, I'm, again, Chevron has, we spent a lot of time on it. We don't need to do that again, Jim. But, it, it, I mean, it is very interesting. I'm trying to sort of look at previous times when Exxon has sort of done something similar. Um, how far are you going back? I'm going way back, potentially. Uh, the BP Arco the B- deal many years ago. This is when Lee Raymond was running things at Exxon. Holy cow. Apparently... They blocked that with a rofer due to the risk of control of both the oil and gas cap in Alaska. Then they settled. Arco got the majority of the oil. Exxon got the gas cap. Prudhoe Bay, Alaska. So, I mean, maybe there's something. The question here is what Exxon thinks they have, what hand they have to play, and what these talks are actually about. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Well put. Um, But to Jim's point, Chevron down. uh, 2% Hess is also now, David, uh, Pioneer's uh, also in play. I mean, there's so much going on. Down 3.5%. Yeah. Well, it's not in play. No, Pioneer's getting it's bought. bought. It's bought. Yeah. And I, I just find that the deal-making in oil, a lot of it is people are saying, well, it's because they don't want to find new places. They just want to drill existing places. Yeah. And, you know, that's well, kind of rational. By the way, I mean, this just moves on Exxon stock because it's an all-stock deal, right, as we right. know. Uh, and that is the case with Hess as well. Chevron has been an underperformer a bit, Jim. And so, yes, you know, has. when you are talking about what Hess would look like without the deal, certainly it might decline, but it was only a 5% premium to begin with. Right. So there may not be as much downside. Again, Chevron is not saying anything close to like this no. deal is in any jeopardy. In no. fact, they're saying the opposite. Well, let's talk about um, some read. Oh, well, actually, you know what? Let me, let me get quickly to another deal that I've been following or potential deal. Tiny, tiny bit of news, but I get called on it all the time. I'm talking about Endeavor. Remember the possible take private of Endeavor by its largest now, shareholder, I, I, I was Silver Lake? that I'm a customer, a client of them. Yes, but you are But after how you chastised me on the Zoom, I don't really give a damn. Yeah, Darn, well, I don't really me. think it matters that much no, here. No, it doesn't. I just have a, you know, the stock has been selling off. You can see that. I, I haven't talked about this in some time. Wow. But um, remember, they own, own the majority of TKO as well, which reported... Um, they report earnings tomorrow morning. I think there had been a, a hope and a thought, perhaps, that you would get some sort of a bid here from Silver Lake uh, prior to or in conjunction with earnings. That won't be the case. No. That said, I am still told by people familiar with the situation, who I do believe, uh, that there is an expectation a bid is going to be made. It is taking quite some time, and often when these things take longer, we get, or, and or those investors who care get more concerned. 
Uh, there's a lot of financing that needs to be lined up. Maybe they're trying to pre-sell some assets, but again, there is still an expectation on the part, I think, of a special committee that is waiting that there will be a bid presented. So that's all I can tell you on Endeavor. However, it will not be today or tomorrow okay. or this week. We're talking March now. Of course, March begins very soon. That's all I got for you. No, no, that's important. I did not know. I saw that stock drop. I did not know where it was. That's yeah, it was because people were starting to say, oh, well, wait a second. There's, right. you know, there's been this hope we get something before earnings. Right. And when yesterday there wasn't, they started to wonder. Well, uh, so that's all we, I've got for you. I wish I had more. No, so. I, I wanted to give a little bit of the consumer read-through. Please. I said we're getting good numbers lows. I like the Macy's. But yeah. when the region cruises up 13, Carnival yeah. up 8%, yes. uh, Royal again up almost 5 that's a sign of a robust consumer. Now, it's absolutely true that cruises are a, uh, they're, they're a relative bargain versus, say, going to stay at a Marriott for 10 days or going to stay at some place that we know is like 15 Well, do we have those? Because, yeah, they were the leaders of the S&P before right. we started and, trading. And I just continue to think that this shows that the consumer is traveling. And I, I, whether it's Southwest, I know that's amazing, Southwest Air, or whether it's, uh, you know, frankly, United, uh, uh, there's just people going on planes, going on uh, cruise ships. And I don't want to lose sight of the fact that there are people who continually come on air. We talk about the weak consumer, okay? Right. Well, that's Look at not, the move in those stocks. That's yeah, not those a two. weak consumer. By the way, Albemarle, it, we, somehow Tesla's bottoming. People started to take a shot at the lithium stocks. Right, don't lose track here. F- f- finish your thoughts on the consumer. Yeah, well, I just think that, you know, I was watching David Malpass, who I really respect this weekend. He was on another network. And he was speaking, and he was just saying, well, the weekend consumer, the weekend consumer. And I'm beginning to think, David, that we're going to, I don't like to talk politics, having been from a household where the father was Nixon Goldwater and the mother was McGovern. You just didn't talk politics without just ruining right. the meal. Okay, I could uh, see I do, that. I do feel that we're going to begin to get uh, candidates. So particular are, takes on the economy. You don't right. think the consumer is weak, is your No, point. I don't. But David Malpass, obviously, but that doesn't make me Republican. a Democrat. Right. I mean, but I, when I hear that the consumer is weak, I, I ask, please show me, uh, because this is an example. Like, if the consumer weak, they don't need to go on a Norwegian cruise. That said, Norwegian cruise is a relative bargain. I booked one to go to Alaska. I thought it was going to be very exciting. Yep. Uh, and it was uh, the last week of February of 2020. Man, I just, I was down in Miami, as I said uh, the other day, and watched those, those cruise ships are, I mean, they are... Mm-hmm. The, floating the size of them is, you They're cannot... Like the Empire State Building. Yeah, on I know. yeah on its side. It's incredible. Okay. Incredible. Just watching them. And they're filled. As they go through bargain, the channel out into the, out into the they're ocean. They're great. They're very exciting. Um, now, you know, I'm sure there are a lot just, of... Uh, just an aside here, because be they are... It is stunning what... Uh, what we can do. Right. A, now, also, David, let's, let's, right. let's go with... Uh, oh, no, let's go with Kava. Now, Covet said plus You know, and I will, I'm going to come back and give you a little praise here because I remember when it went public and no, I was like, I, ah, I like who Kava. knows, you know, and you were, you were positive. Well, but positive because it's, it's, it's an ethos. It's an ethos story, meaning it's, that, it's that ethos story. It's, it's, we want casual, it's good for you. So it's, some people feel it's the next Chipotle. I never like to say something like that. Chipotle is great. But they did have same-store sales of 17.9. They're opening 17 new net Cavas. There's 309, and what 30% year-over-year growth. What matters is that it's the heart, health, humanity, Mediterranean diet that people like so much. Uh, I have said over and over again that until I stop seeing the C's in the window, there's been some C's. Now, what, when, I'm sorry, what? Well, Having owned a restaurant, when you get a grade, 
Yeah. And if it's oh, a, a C as an A, B, C. Or like, right. Right. That's a bad thing. And Give now, me a C. Yeah. Okay. A, a, C, a C is very hard. Yeah. Uh, but a I bouncy mean, C. I got, a, I got a B when we opened Bar San Miguel. And I, I, I was I like, I was coming to work. And I, I wouldn't like, go all there. All I think was like, B, B, I, I wouldn't B. go there. No, of course not. It's bad. And it was the hood of the, you know, the, they got come in with the glove. And I worked it very hard to get an A. But what I learned... We're talking about the New York City Health Department Health grades but you don't on want restaurants. To run them, but I don't know how we got here. I have no idea. Maybe because we were talking about Kava. Ways that weren't oh, right. You can look on the website of the of the Right. City. They were not the one right down here. Correct. That's why I'm saying that. Was when it you, a B or a C? When I spoke it to, was a C. Oh, that's when I horrible. spoke to Chipotle. Chipotle, if they don't have an A, they close the store until they yeah, figure you out. You don't want a C. That means no, maybe C, there is like a gentleman C. Yeah, gentleman C. Yeah, a bouncy C. Remember that was an SNL. Is this? It's nine forty-seven. Can I stay for your interview with Jay Rizula? No. Okay, thank you. No, you can't. It's not till eleven. I didn't. That was no, Sarah. That's no, Sarah set that up. You think Sarah's going to let you come in on her interview? Yeah, she will. But really? I'm not going to be here. I have other things to you do. You do, huh? Yes. What I do. world are you living in? I have other things, trust me. Ooh, that sounds interesting. All right, let's uh, give you a quick look at the bond market uh, as we uh, head to a break. Treasuries this morning, you ask. What are yields looking like? Well, there they are. Uh, Ten years, 4299, pressing against the 4.3. And you can see the two-year at 4.702%. We'll be right back. Just a look at Tesla. Uh, you know, if you haven't noticed, yeah, this is, is. I'm telling you, they called the bottom there in 198. Yeah, I mean, the stock is, as our viewers can see, up 11.4 percent just in one month, but still off <laughs> almost 18 percent for the year. But uh, moving in the right direction. If yes, you it is. Yeah, uh, we'll keep an eye on shares of Tesla and the entire auto complex as well. Up next, we got uh, stop trading with Jim. We have some time for stop trading. What do you want to talk about? If you shoot the king, you have to kill the king. But they're not. Viking Therapeutics has a phase two trial that went well, that is able to get you to lose weight faster than Eli Lilly's GLP-1. It's also a GLP-1, yes. the, the, now, this the, Viking? Yes. Now, here's the problem, David. When you have these things, the, FD, the, the FDA wants to favor the incumbent because it's already been approved. Secondly, Eli Lilly has a similar formulation. Uh, but third, and what seems to be left out constantly, is it's really hard to build all the plants you need to get this. You got David Ricks, who's very good, knows how to how to build the plants. Viking Therapeutics has to do a tie-in. All right, but we do company. need to show shares of Viking Therapeutics, Jim. It's it's a six billion dollar well, company. It's, or it's seven. up sixty five. Sixty five is up twenty six points. BKTX guys back in the control room. Take yeah. a look at the stock this morning again. Jim just told you on the back of these yeah, phase two tri- trials for its weight loss drug. Wow. Yeah, well, look, enjoy it while it lasts. There's many challengers. Uh, Amgen was a challenger. Uh, Pfizer was a challenger. Amgen still has Well, Amgen is actually down 3% today in part maybe on this as well. Yes, it is, because Amgen is going further and further away. People were hoping that they had one once a month injectable. People felt they had a pill. Believe me, everything that this Viking has, Dave Ricks is working on at Lilly and has something. He has a phase three that's ahead. Phase two is very, very hard, very expensive, and they're so already in phase while three. while investors may be rejoicing at Vikings, yeah, it's good to take profits. Science, unless you know, unless some Pfizer comes on and buys them, which I think is highly unlikely. I you never do know. think you get never into know. The, to get into the weight loss. You drug. never know, but it um, is. Uh, it's a very exciting 
category, and a lot of companies want to be in it. But people have to understand. I've worked with the FDA. The FDA, once you have a drug, they're not. They take their time with the second drug. If there's a there's a therapy but they out did, there. They don't need they to actually, rush. Actually, right? uh, when it came to to when I worked with migraine, they were willing to do have a second migraine. They wanted to have the word out. I find the FDA to be incredibly responsible. Um, all right, real quick, what do we got on the program tonight? Okay, I've got him and hers, which is up very big in there. I'm trying to figure out how much of that is uh, weight loss. They have weight loss. Uh, they have a, a healthy sex life. I figure I have the guy on. Yeah, what why not? To lose, right? Why not? You know? All good things. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like sex life and having a good time. It's just like it's a good time stuff. And then Kelly Steckelberg from Zoom. But him and hers intrigues me because there's 15 million people who want to have a really hedonistic time. But it's not hedonistic. It's actually hell. And it'll steer you, by the way. I filled it out this morning. Oh, I should save it. It's kind of funny. But Is it? Me toward, yeah. Okay. We got to go. It steered me toward an incredibly active sex life. Oh. Not. <laughs> All right. More on that tomorrow when you join us right here on Squawk on the Street. But coming up in the next hour... Goldman Sachs' chief U.S. equity strategist, David Costin, looking looking beyond the Magnificent Seven. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.